Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I wanted to talk about this article from cnycentral.com, which is a website I've never heard of. But this rolled across my news feed uh, some time ago. This is apparently published on October 4th. But the headline reads, Report, More Students Choosing Trade School Education Over Four-Year College. Good for them. I'm glad to hear that. Wow. That, yes, that sings to my soul. Because the way college education stands now, it's a scam, right? It used to be... Like probably before, like maybe up until, you know, people my age, I'm 50, right? So maybe up until then, uh, it used to be that was a special thing, right? Not everybody yeah. could afford to go to college. And so, right. you know, if you could afford to do it and you did it, it gave you a leg up. It, you know, was it give you the ability to, you know, have a head start on the rest of the workforce and, you know, get you started better. And yeah, you're going to pay for it because of loans and all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, it was supposed to be a special thing that, you know, gave you a leg up. Now, like everybody gets a college degree. Yeah, it's just expected. Right. And so now you're no different than everybody else. Yep. And then a lot of people with college degrees, even master's degrees, can't get jobs in their field. I mean, my my best friend has her master's and she didn't get a job in her field for like, I think four years after she graduated. It took yeah. four years for mm -hmm. her to actually... Get, she applied everywhere. It took four years to get a job in her field. I BS'd my way into technology. Uh, I turned uh, what was a uh, a part-time telemarketing gig into a gig doing tech support because this particular company was hiring. They were an outsourcer for a large telephone company, hmm. and they were just hiring whatever, throwing it at the wall, seeing who stick, uh, who would stick. And so you stuck. I, I BS'd my way into this job. <laughs> Because I actually wanted to go work, uh, this is in the Seattle area, I wanted to go work at Microsoft. And so one of my friends was an employee of Microsoft, and I was like, how do I... So that's big in Seattle, right? It? Yeah, it's huge. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's so like thought... Boeing, right? Yeah, it's huge. Or Starbucks. More, more, I think that's... Yeah, those are the three top employers. And so I was like, how do I, you know, without a college degree, how do I get in? And he's like, well, the easiest way is for you to do a, a contract job, right? Temp, temp work. Uh, but... You have to have some experience before anybody will. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll go find a way. Yeah. And so I got in with this outsourcer there, hiring whomever. And I'm working with people fresh out of their four and six year degrees in like IT and web programming and internet technology and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, yeah, I can't believe this is the only job I could get. And I'm like, wow. So like, y'all are like, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, depending on... And they're on, competing yeah. with you. And they're competing with me, you a guy who in. just was like, yeah, I, I'd like to try this. I think I'll be pretty good at it. You wow. Know? And it was amazing because, like, they're all struggling with, like, oh, I got to pay the rent and the bills and, you know, whatever this kind and of thing. Debt or, payment, yeah. or still yeah. living with mom because, you know, well, I just got out of college, yeah. so now I'm just getting my feet. And, like, I've already got years of work experience but i'm working with people that are around my age you know and i'm like this right. is weird so definitely trade schools in my opinion are the way to go because they're usually a one-year school i'm a podcast listener so i'm always like a few days behind but mm -hmm. um i've heard ian talking a lot lately about um sort of like border control and stuff yeah and experiences so um I've been doing a lot of international travel this year, so 
Um, I wanted to give some perspective on the border guards. And then also, I just got back from the UK, so I wanted to get some insight on that. Was it great? First of all, what's that? (laughs) Was the UK great? I had a good time, yeah. But was it great? (laughs) Was Britain great? Yeah. Oh, you're not going to like my answer, but yes, it was great. It was (laughs) Okay, because I'm, I'm one of these people who wants to champion for Britain to just be called Britain. <laughs> I want them to lose the, the great modifier because, like, I, I don't think they're great anymore. False advertising. Yeah, maybe once once upon a time when their empire was, you know, when they were the top dog, you know, maybe maybe then Great Britain was appropriate, but I don't think it's appropriate anymore. Anyway. It's been kind of mediocre as of late. Yeah, mediocre yeah. Britain. Mediocre just, Britain. Every country's mediocre. Just sort of regular um, Britain. Yeah. <laughs> regular Diet Britain. Britain. Anyway, anyway go, go ahead dumpster yeah so uh when you enter the, uh, first of all when you board your international flight um the airlines are doing a new thing with biometric boarding and rather than have a gate agent check your ticket and your passport they have a computer or computer monitor to take your photo and verify you against the passport so the trick is you can opt out of that as long as if you're a u.s national yeah. Um, they act kind of weird about it, but they'll do that. That's the first thing. Second thing, when you're coming back into the U.S. and you're at the border guards, mm-hmm. um, they'll they'll try to take your photo for a similar thing to match it against your passport. You can say to the border guard, "I wish not to participate," and um, they'll honor that. Um, they might ask why, and I just said for privacy. But um, yeah, if you're a U.S. national, you can you can opt out of the biometric, which I highly recommend. That's so weird. Why would they take your picture afterwards? To make sure you're not you're not uh, cheating duty free. To add to their database for facial recognition. Right, right, right. It's like how many pictures of me do you need? Yeah. Well, you're already going through the 3D barbecue scanner. Right. Yeah. 3D fingerprint. You already got my X-rays. Right. They they got to get one of your outside too. (laughs) I just guess so. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's totally it's totally within your rights to do that. And it's not – at first I felt kind of uncomfortable saying that, that I don't wish to participate, but um, it wasn't at all a problem. So I highly recommend people do that, even well, and, if they don't see other people doing that. And thankfully, you're a regular Free Talk Live listener, and you, in fact, have even been on this show. So, you know, you've got a good idea how to, like, sort of stand up for yourself in the face of these authoritarians. Yeah, the thing about libertarians is that most of them, at least politically speaking, are consistent. <laughs> I know it's a weird concept yeah. to like, you know, all of the other uh, politically uh, motivated right. people. Like, oh, you mean I have to maintain this stance, like, regardless of the circumstance? I thought I was supposed to do oh. the opposite of that in politics. Huh. I thought I was only supposed to root for my team. But I was only supposed to be a liar and a cheater and a stealer. Yeah, and mm-hmm. flip flop whenever it suits yeah, me. Flip flopper. And then finally, I just wanted to say, so um, you guys have been talking. Uh, you guys have been talking about the energy crisis over there mm-hmm. and um, an Airbnb that me and my friends booked for the week. Um, the, this has never happened to me before an Airbnb, but the, um, the hostess messaged me and said, um, I'm trying really hard not to raise prices right now because of the, you know, the new energy price hike. Um, basically sh- she asked me to shut off all the heat whenever i leave the, ha- the no house, way the cottage wow so um 
yeah, it, I I feel really bad for the people there. Yeah, that sucks. That is weird. I've I've not heard of that, but you know, considering what is happening, uh, particularly with energy costs, I'm not really surprised. And in fact, I would be willing to bet that there are going to be more you know, like home automation type uh, services or softwares that will, you know, automate that kind of a thing. So if it detects no body heat in the house, it will reduce the temperature, you know, to, you know, whatever, you know, safe, you know, I I know here in New Hampshire, particularly in the winter, you have to keep the heat on to keep your pipes from freezing and bursting. I'm sure it's the same in the UK though, and most of Europe. I've never been, so I don't know. I think it's cold there. Well, they want to roll out the smart, smart thermometers. You get 50 bucks off your bill. And you get a smart thermometer that they can control. Oh, the ones that radiate the 5G or whatever? I don't know. They they can basically get in and control the heat or cooling in your house. Oh, I don't like that. Under a climate emergency. Smart meter in the UK. Smart meter? Yeah, it's it's what you're talking about. Like, tons of people have them. I don't think think the energy companies give you an option to opt out of that. Yeah, you guys were kind of talking about inflation with the heating bills going up in Britain. Yep. And I almost wonder if these globalists are trying to push for inflation to basically roll out the CBDC quicker no. than it otherwise would happen. What would make no. you think what? that? That's crazy talk. <laughs> we agree this with you. Crazy course, talk live? Like, at least thus far, I think <laughs> I think most of us would be in agreement that, yes, it's definitely governments, uh, central banks in particular, working in concert to inflate currency in order to exert yeah. more control over, well, all of our lives. Well, it's problem, reaction, solution, right? The Hegelian dialectic. Yes. And so because of all that, like it seems like it's going to be more and more important to get out of their currencies. Oh, yeah, I agree. In fact, uh, tonight uh, here uh, in the little city of Keene, New Hampshire, I paid for my dinner using goldbacks, uh, which is a, always yeah. a great experience. And uh, there's several places around here that uh, take the cryptocurrency, the uh, you know, the folks in the larger freedom movement, that's the Free State Project and other liberty-minded movers who have come to New Hampshire to get together with like-minded people to try and achieve liberty in our lifetime. Uh, many of I them, guess the ex- question would become, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, many of them accept crypto or at least transact in crypto and goldbacks or gold and silver, silver. Uh, you know, on a regular basis. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound effect. The sound of silver. Oh. Go ahead, Sam. I guess the question would become how quickly is it going to be before they bankrupt us to put us into a cbdc i that's a good question i don't know the answer to that Uh, i don't know that even they know the answer to that they're going to try and it's going to be you know like we saw paypal with the thing that they did where they're like oh if you spread misinformation we're gonna steal 2500 bucks from your account and then they were like no that's not what we said yeah so (laughs) yeah i heard about that and one guy was talking about how the fact is that even if they did do that, he wouldn't be that mad about it because he purposely never kept more than that on his account, basically. I also think people, I mean, I deleted my PayPal account a long time ago. I don't trust PayPal. I think people should get off of PayPal, even like the Venmos and the Cash App. I just don't, Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think it's a wise way to transact with I, other people. I keep a PayPal account open because a long time ago when I was doing the music thing, uh, I sent in a thing to like ASCAP, 
which is the American Society of Composers and Producers. Okay. Uh, and they are an organization that uh, basically figures out when you get royalty payments. So every now and again, uh, I'll get a deposit for like a nickel. It certainly is. Uh, governments obviously are working in concert with each other. And I say that it's obvious based on the events uh, known as covid uh, so everything surrounding COVID uh, was, in my opinion, a very large illustration of how governments around the world are working in concert with each other to gain more control over you, to extract more life effort from you in the form of taxation, and basically control you for their ends, to treat you like tax cattle. The milk that you give them is your tax money. Yeah, they let you keep some of it, and they let you, you know, travel and see foreign countries and stuff like that. But <laughs> so you can spend your money. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah, right. It's free range slavery, is what it is, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's all made possible by the guns of governments. These central banks would have no power and no control at all if it wasn't for the guns of governments. So. And that's such a good way to put it, too. You know, so if you're if you're a good little boy or little girl, you get a longer leash. You know, right. you can leave the country and you can do things. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're bad, if you disobey the government, you're going to get a short leash. You know, you're going to be put in a cage. Going to get your studio raided. Yeah. You know, Ugh. windows busted open, Bearcat <laughs> through the wall. Yeah. Well, you know, I think cash, I know that people say, like, well, only drug do- drug dealers use cash. And that's kind of the argument for, we got to get rid no. of cash. Which, which or, is such or a when, lie. During COVID, you know? they said, well, there's, there's, there's germs on cash. You don't want, there's a coin shortage. Nikki has cheese in the studio. Yeah, Nikki brought cheese It's in the very studio, delicious, it too. Is. Thank you for bringing cheese again for the second time that, that third, I've been here. Third? At least probably third time. Yeah, okay. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. It's my new thing, you know. Cheese is so good, I forgot one time. Yeah. This cheese... The cheese stands alone, so I'm told. <laughs> there's a no bo- crackers, though. There's a Borat outtake. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Borat. Yeah, there's yeah, an outtake where he's in the cheese aisle. <laughs> I did not. I see that. Oh, yeah. it, so he's basically in this cheese aisle, and he's asking the store manager. He goes, "Well, what is this?" He goes, "Well, that's cheese." Then he goes to the next package. Well, what is that? That's che-. and it goes on for 20 minutes. <laughs> it, it's. I thought it was so bad, but now I think it's tremendously funny. Yeah, I do tend to be cheesy. Uh, <laughs> Dad jokes, cheesy, <laughs> cheesy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we were talking about uh, this article about more students are choosing trade school education over four-year college, and then uh, we've had some calls. And we've been talking about uh, you know the energy crisis, uh, how that's in, uh, affecting people globally. We've been talking about yeah economics, uh, the, how central banking sort of works. Uh, together along with governments to, well, control people, control their lives. And I think Nikki was illustrating how, uh, you know, it's it's like, a, oh, if you're a good person, you get to do all these things. But if you're a yeah. bad person, you yeah. don't get to do all these things. Right? The good people get the extendo dog leashes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the bad ones, they, they don't get to leave the uh, they don't leave, get right. to leave the cattle yard. Right. Well, that's a social credit score. You'll get extra Federal Reserve tokens yep. in your account. Yeah the end of the month if you can you imagine your government rewarding you with like behavior tokens (laughs) it's like the gold stickers when you're like a little kid yeah you get a cleaned your room good job here's a gold star put a star on your you made it to work today (laughs) or be like the guy who said he could stand on the street corner and shoot people and uh he wouldn't lose any support how do you like that as a campaign slogan huh who is that trump that's for campaign rhetoric wait who's who's campaigning with that as their slogan that was that was your president at one time, Donald J. Trump. Not my president. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't believe in presidents. Well, he's your president, whether you like it or not. You live in definitely this country, not anymore. He's your president, not anymore. Well, he's not. You live at then. Where do you live? Donald Trump is not the Hello? president of the U.S. Yeah. No, not anymore. But he was, and that was mm. one of his campaign when, promises. When was, was he president? Wait, one of his when, campaign promises was to stand on a corner and shoot people. I don't remember that. He, one of his... he could stand on the corner and shoot shoot someone, and he wouldn't lose any support. I do. I and, do and remember. Did he say that? I, wow. I did hear that he said that. Wait, how long has Biden hey, been president now? A, hey, you think a Democrat could say something like that? Huh? Oh, I don't know. Have, you, have you heard anything that's come out of Biden's I mouth? It. I doubt it. I, I, and be black. You think a black Democrat running for office can say that? Huh? Have you heard anything come out of Biden's mouth? Did you listen to our show last night, Jerome? Because we talked about uh, Biden putting his hands on this little girl, and she looks all uncomfortable, and he says to her, yeah, what I tell my daughter and granddaughter is uh, no serious guys until after 30. Well, you got Trump with porn stars, so hey, no. Hey, he's with so you're he's fine with both of those, then? You're fine with Trump no, uh, standing on a corner shooting fine. people, and you're Look, fine with I'm Biden fine uh, sniffing little girls and telling him no serious guys until 30? No, I'm not fine with Biden's behavior, okay, at all. You, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in love with Joe Biden, okay? He got some peccadillos in his closet, all right? But then you got Trump talking about shooting people, man. Yeah, but Trump's not, not the president people. anymore, so why do you but care? Also, why do you care about Trump? Corn Pop Joe, was a bad dude. Joe Biden said oh, he that he was going to use... Like military style whip weapons against his own people. That's true. You know, so how is that any better? That almost sounds worse. Trump was going to let his own vice president get killed by a mob because he wouldn't like back him up. All right. So, what, so why are we arguing about right? What can they we both conclude suck. from what can we conclude from all this information? Politicians suck. Politicians suck. The government is a horrible organization, and we should all work to eliminate it as an organization type. Like, I try to use the illustration of, of religions, too, to, like, enlighten people to what's going on. Because there's roughly 200 governments on planet Earth, right? So, Something like that. Like, and for all of them to, like we were talking about earlier, act in concert to take away your rights concerning, like, creepy. you know, Trust the COVID the stuff. Yeah. And, like, oh, and if you don't, uh, you know, get the shot, then we're going to, you know, t- cancel right. your bank accounts and, you know, not let you travel and, you know, all this kind of crap. Yeah. And it's like... We came really close to global martial law. Yeah. Really close. The only thing that was missing was like tanks and troops in the streets. I mean, some places did have martial law. That's right. You know, not Australia everywhere. Australia was so. very, yes. very locked down. Yeah, Australia, Australia China. New Zealand, China. China was yeah. terrifying. Yeah. I mean, they were literally kill it, like shooting people in the street that were trying to run and get food and yeah. medications. Or they're jumping off you know? of buildings if they're locked and what's in. The other, what's that other Crazy. communist country? Uh, California. Thank you. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> They were horrible. And California. Uh, They were horrible. So, yeah, you know, uh, perhaps it's time for humanity to take a good hard look in the mirror and realize that statism, that is governments, commonly referred to as governments, statism uh, is a horrible idea. It's antique. It's barbaric. It's responsible for most of all of the bad things that have ever like yeah. the the largest uh, murders, the largest uh, genocides, right? Uh, the governments are responsible for the largest, biggest, and most of all of the bad things that people like. Well, we don't want the largest thefts. Governments yeah. making people bankrupt. Governments. Yeah. Yep. So 
maybe it's time we don't have that anymore, right? I know that sounds weird, and I feel like I must sound like what some of the people who were against slavery sounded like yeah. way back in the day, where they're like, what are you talking about? Well, we how can't... am I, yeah, how am I even going to function uh, without slavery? Everybody has slaves. Dude, you even had slaves. Yeah, but I realized it was wrong, and now I don't have them anymore. It's right? like, it sounds you know? like an STD, right? It's right. like, yeah. Dude, you used to have government, you know? Dude, did you hear Bob came down with slavery? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened, man. He got with that one girl. He got it in Great Britain. Yeah. <laughs> Where they were in advertising. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I can think of uh, three things that I guess the government's done to improve things. And one of them, I'll save the best for last, I was actually a part of. Uh, the first one I would say that popped into my head would be like the Hoover Dam. You know, great accomplishments that provided power for thousands and thousands of counties yeah, and was, 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 and, that, was and, that really and, government that did that, though? I mean, wasn't it yeah, people it was, who... It was, under, it was under the Hoover administration. They named the damn thing after him. So <laughs> they named the damn Yeah, what? The damn thing. No, no, no <laughs> ego there. Like, like Hoover didn't build it. He didn't, like, lend a hand. No, he, didn't, he didn't. He wasn't down he there the digging and putting the concrete did. in. Right? What he did was he, he taxed had, people. And said, you're allowed yeah, to I, do this. I understand that, but he could have took that government money and wasted it on something much more fruitless, okay? The second thing that popped into my head was the Army Corps of Engineers, you know, all the work they've done along the Mississippi River and whatnot. And the third thing that popped into my head was the Civilian Conservation Corps, which they brought into existence in the 30s during the Depression. Yep. And you got to take into consideration when I tell you this, that most of the um, – Natural forest had been cut down. Everything was pretty much stump city. And the trout streams were under serious catastrophe from silt runoff and uh, no shade and whatnot. So they, what they did is they took a bunch of uh, rural farm boys, you know, youngins, 14, 16, up to probably 18, 20 years old maybe, and uh, from starving families, and they gave them, you know, a minimum wage, and they went out and worked their butt off in the woods and built wildlife habitat and uh saved a hell of a lot of trout streams quite frankly i still get my hook snagged in some of the crap they built years ago <laughs> but your, uh, your trout they trash. brought it back in the 80s and i was i was part of the ccc the civilian conservation corps yeah i'm familiar with it it's we, also we uh, like, what, they, they rolled uh they rolled job corps into that didn't they I don't know what the, what, what the end result of that was but yeah we built like wood duck boxes and yeah. Take out problematic beaver dams, and there was a lot of farms that got lost to taxation back in the fifties. And the popples would move in and take over the orchard. Those damn so beavers. we'd go and push the forest back and save the apple trees, and, you know. So it was cool. Growing number of students are saying no to a traditional four-year college, instead choosing trade schools or apprenticeships after high school. Part of this has to do with the increasing cost of higher education. U.S. News reports that the average student debt is $30,000 for a recent not that college bad. graduate. At 23 years old, Brady Waddell makes more than most recent college graduates. Yeah. Without yeah. a four-year degree, Brady takes home 25 bucks an hour, while the average entry-level college grad only makes 20 bucks an hour. And I think it's also really? important to add that the job fields, like the jobs that you would get with a college degree, like those kind of jobs, that those are flooded. That right. field is flooded. Right. The trades, that's where we actually need people. Right. You know, I mean, if you try to get a contractor, a plumber, an electrician, anything like that, yep. a lot of areas 
the all of the tradesmen in that area. I mean, they're booking out months. Yep, it's yeah. true. It's it's hard Even to here. get somebody. Windows Even seventeen yeah. weeks. Well, you know the Sprinter vans. They yep. started out as Mercedes Benz. Yep, and a lot of the plumbers yeah. and electricians had them because. Yep. You know they're useful. They're, now they're you can useful. Them. They're you know they're expensive. Yeah. They're, they're high quality. You can customize. But people them. were going like, "Wow, my plumber has a Mercedes Benz truck." Yeah. So they had right? to rebrand yeah. it as Ram or Freightliner right. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it's a Mercedes. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Well, I mean, they're getting paid like what eighty to a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. It's like, well, and do they're the math. booked, and they are booked. Yep. All the time. This guy Brady says, when I came out and got my license, I would have earned as much money as I would have accumulated in debt if I'd gone to a four-year school. So he went to trade school. He, you know, learned to trade. He went out and started working. And uh, when when he got his license, uh, he says he earned as much as he would have accumulated in debt uh, in the same period of time had he gone for uh, a four-year college degree who, and he's now an HVAC service apprentice. So he got his license, became an apprentice, and now he's making bank. Yeah. Why, 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 do you need a, why do you need a license, though? Well, because that's, yeah. that's, that's, the, real rub. that's, that's the real permission. rub on the trades, yeah. like a license. I don't think in New Hampshire you have to have a license. It just has to you, meet code. Yeah, you do, I think. You do? I think you do. Yeah, well, so uh, I, I did have to hire an electrician when I bought my house, and they were licensed. I don't know if that was, like, if you had to be. Unless you're I mean, doing the work yourself. If you're doing the work yeah. yourself, obviously, you don't have to be licensed. But you'd have to do it to code, though. Yeah. Have you guys heard of... Uh, I, I'm sorry. You said the phones were loaded. I, I was thinking... Uh, <laughs> they are loaded, but you're first. So here we go. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Mike Rowe. Uh, yes. From, uh, from Dirty Job. Yep. I know who Mike Rowe is. I've worked with him. Oh, uh, Yeah. Um, uh, he, he was kind of calling out this, uh, this whole trade, uh, thing, uh, you know, essentially where the teachers unions and the government w- were just pushing, uh, college on people. And, uh, that there's a great podcast, uh, that he was on that I heard where, uh, he mentioned a poster that he saw in the guidance uh, counselor's office mm-hmm. that said work smart not hard and it showed uh, essentially a college grad throwing off of, uh, his cap uh you know the work smart and then the next uh uh work hard mm-hmm. where it showed essentially like it looked like a mechanic with like a giant pipe wrench over it, uh his shoulder or something yeah and uh, the thing is, uh, I work in the industry, and which industry? Uh, there is, well, uh, I mean, I, I kind of. You're a tradesman. Uh, uh, well, well, yes. It, it's a. Uh, I'm a tile layer. Okay. All right. Essentially. Sure. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's uh, there's an art to it. Yeah. Um, there, there really is, and uh, I don't understand because uh, the, the owner of the company, he's scheduling jobs up to six months out Nice. at this point because he, there just aren't enough people to do the jobs. I mean, it's, it's kind of beneficial for me because, you know, uh, 
at this point, uh, you know, I, I, I can essentially uh, name my price. Nice. For for doing what I do, but um, also because uh, I'm traditionally a carpenter, carpenters are underpaid. I just just check it out. Carpenters, even though uh, they essentially deal with every aspect of, of your of your house, yep. Uh, uh, somebody will uh, will hire a plumber or an electrician for a hundred dollars an hour, right? You know, you know, without batting an eye. But then, when a carpenter wants to ask fifty dollars an hour for the work that a carpenter does. People start batting an eye, and it's like uh, yeah. carpenters are really necessary. Yeah, they are. Um, the thing about the trades, too, that uh, I want to point out to our listeners is that uh, in addition to, you know, if you want to find like a full-time sort of a gig, you know, Monday through Friday type of thing, like this is a skill set that you can use to hustle off that as well. I'm a big one for conspiracy theories, so I just always think, that the reason why they're pushing college so much is because they don't want people to have legitimate, useful skills. And I'm not really trying to say that, you know, accountants and people in those sort of fields aren't useful. But I, my brain always goes to if, like, the S hits the fan right. and we're in, like, an apocalypse-type situation, do you care if you have an accountant? No, you want a you know a carpenter. You want people to be able to work on your yeah. house. You want farmers. You, you want, want physicians. You know, you yeah, want, physicians yeah. like people with legitimate, useful skills. And I feel like the powers that be don't want there to be a lot of people that are mechanically inclined and yeah. know how to do electrical stuff. And yeah. you know, that's just what my mind goes to. So, so what I do is is rather niche. Um, uh, and I can do some electrical, some plumbing, you, you know, uh, based, based on my trade, I, I need to know a little bit, uh, to do basic stuff like, all right, there's an, uh, outlet on my way. I need to be able to move that outlet. Right. Oh, that drain isn't in the right place. So I need to be able to do the plumbing to, uh, to move that drain to the right place. Now reposition the drain, um, right? Right. But, uh. You know, uh, I, I really, uh, I, I think that uh, everything has been lacking in the trades, and I don't understand why. Uh, part of the the issue is, for some reason, people don't want to pay these tradespeople uh, what they're actually worth. Hey, Dodger, did you go to trade school? Uh, no, I didn't. I I learned on the job. I've learned from some very smart people. So uh, basically, you know. apprenticeship, and now you're a tradesman. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. I awesome. mean, essentially, uh, th- that's what it came down to. Uh, it's a passion of mine. It always was. Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases and legislation is now available for 
for veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government. There may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037. I want to talk about Jerome. All right, what about yeah, him? Sure. Yeah, one of his particular uh, annoyances is um, he keeps bringing up this uh, uh, you know, quip about uh trump actually uh saying if he could he could shoot somebody in the middle of uh of, of uh, time square or whatever and and get away with it and 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 every time he's like saying it as if you know trump anytime could be out there doing that you know Trump was making a, a point of of uh, you know how bad you know government and and oligarchs running the government uh, you know are 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 privileged mm-hmm. uh, you know and and you know nothing more than that but but you know you know Trump's uh, derangement syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, is, is very strong in, uh, in Jerome. And, and I just think, you know, you know, nobody pushes back on that when you, when you guys are talking to them. So I, I'm going to say, you got to push back on, on idiots like that because they're, 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 they're lying to us. Mm -hmm. They're, uh, and, uh, uh, and you know, I I I didn't. I'm I'm not a voter, so I don't vote. And I you know, but I I encourage people rather than and end up with uh, the you know, let's go Brandon. <laughs> we ended we we would have ended up with Trump, which I think uh, you know was uh, was the least of. Of 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 the worst. I, I don't like uh, that game. The yeah. the better of two evils game. I don't know. I just can't. You're still voting Duopoly. for evil. Duopoly. Right? That's the game we get. Yeah. Um, no, and I I hear you. Yeah, play stupid games, win stupid yeah. prizes. Yeah. I just and I and I think the thing with Jerome is like Donald Trump and and him and a lot of people must take up so much space in his mind. Oh, yeah. Like, just let it go. Yeah. We can all agree. I mean, Trump and, uh, and that, you know, shooting people in the street, he said, you know, things about, oh, I could have any woman I want. I could just grab him by the, you know what? You know, he's he's said countless awful things. Yep. Joe Biden has said countless awful things. George Bush, count, you know, it's like they are all terrible yeah. people. You know, they're, they're, they're all idiots. And, yeah. and I, I actually think that Trump, is probably one of the least in the idiots that that we've had in 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 the history I can remember. Who is T L, and why do you hate him? Who is T L? Yeah. Mm, let's see. Uh... Probably, probably saying F T L F T L. What do you got against the dude? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that might be one of the funniest things yeah, you ever yeah. said on air. <laughs> 
Well done. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking like t- uh, Terry Lewis, the uh, the office linebacker. Have you ever seen those, those are videos from you know back in the early days of the internet, where there's this large football guy and uh, he would tackle people in regular office environments. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so like, hey, you forgot to you know put more water in the coffee maker and make another pot, and so like that guy would get tackled by Terry Lewis, the office linebacker. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, or maybe maybe it's just dyslexic. Maybe it's uh, FLT. Since you're in the football, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's not what it is. I believe FTL actually stands for Free Talk Live, but I could be wrong. Hmm. I didn't know that. Oh, oh, really? I never thought of that. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm not going to uh, rip on uh, Judge John J. Romero Jr. of New Mexico and Judge M. Monica Zamora tonight. You did name drop them though? Gonna, you, uh, I did. Oh man, shameless, shameless. Um, I, instead, I'm going to rip rip on the uh, non-governmental uh, personnel. You, you know that whole thing about how it, it would be a really good thing to do to uh, pump less money into the big box corporate chain stores and give it to mom and pops instead. You know that whole thing. Okay, go on. Yeah, so I went. I tried to do that. I went into. Uh, I, I needed to get some uh, some uh, fencing supplies, and so I. Instead of just uh, doing what I normally lazily do is pick things up when I go into Home Depot because I got everything else. Or wait, wait, wait. Probably have. I, I need clarification. When you say fencing supplies, do you mean uh, items to build a fence or items no, to no, like no. sword fight? Swords, man, swords, swords. Okay. You know, sword. dueling, sword dueling implements. So like the little helmet so, and the white suits and all that. Screen face yeah, mask. Yeah, that, that whole thing. So so I put on my I put on my flip flops and my t shirt and my shorts and. Drive my little Ford Ranger, not my uh, my uh, one ton dually, into the uh, the uh, mom and pop uh, uh, ranchero ranchero uh, building supply lumberyard uh, in uh, Berlin, New Mexico. Yeah. And and I walk in the front door, and it's like uh, forty minutes till they close at five p.m. and uh, and the uh, the uh, the uh, big uh, cowboy type manager dude. Uh, who probably does drive a one-ton dually and uh, and is at the Berlin Posse grounds every Saturday night throwing a rope off of his horse and his horse is groaning because he weighs like 300 pounds, you know. What does he say? Uh, he, he well, he he, he he goes, "What do you want?" And and I'm like, "Well, uh, fence posts, uh, T posts. Uh, where are they?" And and he said, he, "What do you, he said? Where are they? Yeah, you 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 mean you want to see them? What do you need to see a T post for?" Yesterday was the farmer's market downtown, and I got to hand out 50 of our business cards. Wait, you were engaging um, in capitalist activity? Well, I suppose so. Okay. Oh, wow. Cool. Well, I mean, after all, we, we do live in a mixed economy. Wait, wait. This Some is Sarah in New Mexico, right? Right. Okay. We, I got the, the network marketing. So the and then nobody threw the cars out onto the sidewalk and we gave this out. time. Yeah, and then we also gave up some um, teleconference flyers, yeah. so we could call in Monday and Thursday and ask questions. And nobody throws those out. But what were these for? Well, the thing is that my uh, the thing that I emphasize the most was about our vitamins, which help with the health problems. And what I'm finding out is that 
a lot of people suffer from uh, cancer, diabetes, and arthritis, and a lot of health problems and obesity, um, uh, this kind of uh, stuff. I'm, I'm kind of calm, bewildered why that is, you know? That's, that's the only thing that I talked to people about was their health problems. Um, are you selling then, something or are you just trying to, you know, spread awareness? Well, no, the, there's commissions. That's how this marketing works is that we're the advertisement and we enroll people and we get commissions. Sarah's part of a... Uh, so she is a capitalist. She's part of a uh, multi-level marketing uh, oh, system uh, yes. with vitamins yeah, and health supplements. And, but it's not a pyramid scheme. No, what shape is your scheme, company. Sarah? I don't know. Well, I mean, she might be up at the top, and then all the other people are down at the bottom, and it just kind of goes out. Do you have a downline, yeah, Sarah? Customer? Uh, I don't. I don't, but Richard does. Okay. We've got about 48 people um, on our downline so far, but it always fluctuates. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of people get mad because there's some money involved in it, and they all run away. I mean, a lot of people, they shun us. It's it's a, I've talked to other people with network marketing that was involved with Avon or Mary Kay and stuff like that. And then what they do is the people just they run and hide from you. Duck, they duck and dodge you. And and uh, you know that's how we get treated a lot too. Because they they just think that if you're making some kind of money, then you're deceitful or you're some kind of uh, you're greedy. If there's money by advertising, and I don't understand that because they themselves, you know, these people who are pacing these judgments they make money so so most people understand that when you provide a service or when you do some sort of laborious activity typically you deserve to be compensated for that in some way shape or form the farmer's market everybody was there either selling soap vegetables a fresh garden organic garlic uh, they were selling painting every everybody was selling something sounds very libertarian To me, like, uh, you know, we we have markets like that around here, Sarah, where folks sell, you know, whatever, whatever they can. Some people Mm -hmm. will, I don't know, even provide food or, you know, make some sort of a dinner or they'll sell fresh produce or farm fresh uh, eggs, that type of thing. So, yeah. So all the vendors get to keep their money or do they give it away? People, when they sell things, they. Right, right. And so why are they scrutinizing me? Because I wasn't taking any money. I was just telling them about our website and our products. And they were scorning me and shunning oh. me and trying to write, run away like I'm oh. a scammer. And it's because they're jealous. The same thing. No, no. It, it's because of this, Sarah. It's because uh, the type of organization which you are working for in, in you know, trying to sell these products and services and uh, enroll these people uh, is uh, also known as multi-level marketing. And multi-level marketing has gotten a huge bad rap for scamming people. And so whenever anybody hears anything that slightly resembles multi-level marketing, they run very far and they run very fast and they tend to treat you exactly the way you've been treated. Yeah, you, you are so right. Yeah, but um, you know what's peculiar is that people with Amway, they're happy doing it. I met people like that and I'm kind of shocked. You know what I mean? And then I, Amway is I'm, I'm, probably one of the like highest reputation multi-level marketing companies that has ever existed. Like I've never heard of that. What is that? What do they say? Amway, uh, yeah. like Amway, a whole bunch right. of stuff. But, but they, they started with like cleaning products. Oh, okay. 
But you know what happens is that they had to change their name to Quick Start because they had so many um, court uh, suits and stuff like that. Right. That's what you're talking about. People got ripped off and they had to buy like uh, three hundred. Uh, I don't know, three thousand dollars worth of merchandise, and they had people got really burnt. Yep. And uh, and but you know what? I still meet people that are involved with Amway and they're happy doing Amway and they're. They're making money at it. I'm yeah. just completely shocked. Some people I mean? are, are, are very good at what they do. Um, if you look all the way back to the very beginning of, you know, the federal government, once it was founded in its current form after, you know, Articles of Confederation were abolished and they, you know, the Constitution established. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost immediately after that, you had the Whiskey Rebellion. And it was, good point. you know, an excise tax. It was four or five times what the British expected us to pay that we went to war over. So the fact that, you know, within less than five years, you had the federal government led by the president marching out armies to go fight citizens who had just literally fought a revolution to establish this country they thought would be free. It's yeah. kind of a bit of a, an ac- you know, an ironic twist. Yeah. And a great illustration too, of how the system itself is the insidious part. Like exactly, yeah. I I'm of the opinion yeah. that you can't have uh, an organization known as government, which is uh, a monopoly. They claim a monopoly on the initiation of violence, and then they also claim right. a monopoly on currency. Uh, exactly. If you have that type of an organization, it cannot be a moral organization. It can't not. It cannot no. be altruistic. Well, and as far as the currency system, people, a lot of people are under the misnomer that it's a government organization it's not it's actually a privately organized group right that you know the federal reserve no the federal reserve they are appointed by you know the president and members of congress but they're actually a completely private organization they answer only to themselves well do they answer to the government uh to a limited degree um that that's the only caveat i have to your statement otherwise you're absolutely yeah. spot on uh, is that? But they do claim a monopoly yeah, they, on the issuance of currency instead of basically gives them suggestions. But it essentially is is a uh, sorry. Oh no, it's okay. Essentially, the government um, gives them directives, but they have a lot of liberties as far as what they're allowed to do or not do. Right, and so which you know. But they they the are the most of the, the Federal Reserve sorry. and all of the central banks. Uh, claim a monopoly over the issuance of currency in a geographic area. Exactly. And the the way that they continue their monopoly is through the threat and use of violence by the governments. Exactly. Okay. So they not only have the monopoly on the fact that they can use violence against you when you cannot do it in return, couple that with the fact that, you know, they control the money, they control our education system, they control basically, I mean, it's a top-down driven system of you know, Woodrow Wilson's intent to, to, you know, he was actually one of the ones that was vocal about it, but to create um, essentially a worker bee society ran by an elitist organization. Sounds like that's what happened. Mm. And they could sick the, uh, the private collection agency, the IRS, after you too. These are the world's most surveilled cities. Ooh. So I had some thoughts about this. How do they find that out? Well, that's a good question. Cameras, right? London, I think. 
is a lot. This may come as a surprise, but it wasn't until 2007 that the global urban population overtook the rural population. Oh. Mm -hmm. I didn't... Okay. 2007, uh, rural population was greater than urban. Before that. I thought that would have happened a like long time ago. They did say this may come as a surprise. So surprise, Nikki. I, I, surprise. I am surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Today, the percentage of people living in urban areas has grown to over 55% and is expected to reach 68% by 2050. Yeah. And it just, it does kind of blow my mind because I hate cities so much that I'm like, what are, what's wrong with these people? I don't mind cities, but like, I don't want to live there anymore. Like I lived in a couple like of big cities and I'm just like, cesspool. Mm. I'm just like, yeah, you know, like I, I like going to see a, a concert in a big city. Okay. Yeah. You know, no, I can get down thing, with that. Big venue. But like go home at the end and of the night. Get and, out. Or maybe yeah. whatever, stay weekend, in a hotel whatever. room. Yeah, right, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, not for me. Uh, due to this trend, many of the world's largest cities have become home to tens of millions of people. In response to such incredible density, governments, businesses and households have installed countless security cameras for various purposes, including crime protection. To grasp the scale of this surveillance, visual capitalists Mark Marku Liu used data from a recent report by Comparatech to visualize the most surveilled cities I'm in the world. I'm wondering if this is also including things like ring cameras and... Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it's everything. It, okay. it, it, yeah, it specifically says governments, businesses, and households, so... Yes, uh, you, you know any security camera that's tied to the internet can be connected to some sort of government agency, smart grid, yeah, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The, that's we know creepy. that yeah, we know that the like ring that. cameras have already been used by law enforcement for many different things, uh, unbeknownst to their owners. And you right. know, I think you users. have to opt out of that if you get a ring camera. I can think you? I think you are automatically in the pool. Right, you're automatically opted in, but you, yeah, right, you, you have yeah. to mechanically or or huh. tell manually. them that you don't manually. Yeah, that's the word. Thank you. So, what are, let's see, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The top ten. Top ten. Top ten most surveilled cities. Uh, You'd be surprised about how many of them are in the U.S., though. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. So, number one. Oh, well, no, we got to start with number ten. No. Number one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Number one. Okay, fine. We'll start with with number ten, Los Angeles. Number 10 is Los Angeles? Number 10 is Los Angeles. Is number one New York? It is That's not. my, I'm casting my vote. I guess I'm already wrong. Delhi, India, 16.3 million people, 436,600 cameras. Uh, Hyderabad, India, 10.5 million, 440,299 cameras. And Indore, India, with 3.2 million huh. people and 200 and... You know what? 200,600 cameras. That's funny because I really didn't expect India to be on the list for some reason. Like at all, right? And at all. The and they have four. Four, four right. of the yeah. top five. I've never yeah. heard of that city, the number one. I mean, I'm not a... Maybe. Not, <laughs> Our geography very, is yeah, uh, lacking, like, I, I guess. Gee. But, that, I mean, that city has three million. What was number three from India? Or four? Was like 11 million people? Uh, yeah. yeah. But the one with three million has more cameras. Right. I don't know. Maybe they're the... The test subjects or well, something. Well, they might have, uh, you know, more crime or something. I don't know. Well, cameras per 1,000 people, they also list here, and that's sort of where the... Oh, it's cameras per population. Oh, okay. 
Well, now, amount no, of it's cameras. a different number they have for that. Well, okay, it's number of cameras, which is what I read off, but then yeah. they also have a column that I didn't read, which is cameras per 1,000 people. Per 1,000, And right. so even though the top, the number one city has, only has a population of 3.2 million, it has 63 cameras per 1,000 people. So a higher percentage right. for that city. Right. Where And so the list kind of went, you know, we read from top 10 or from 10 to 1, uh, that number grew as we went up, the number of cameras per people. So Wow. The top four cities all belong to India, which is the world's largest uh, country by population. Surveillance cameras are playing a major role in the country's effort to reduce crime against women. Further down the list are cities from a variety of countries. One of these is Russia, which has expanded its use of surveillance cameras in recent years. Given the country's track record of human rights violations, activists are worried that facial recognition technology could become a tool of oppression. Yes, of course. I mean, everybody is. The only U.S. city on the top ten list is Los Angeles, which contains some of the country's wealthiest neighborhoods and municipalities. That includes Beverly Hills, which, according to the Los Angeles Times, has over 2,000 cameras for a population of 32,500. I thought there'd be more. Translates to about 62 cameras per per 1,000 people, meaning that Beverly Hills would finish at number two in the global ranking if it were listed separately. A man 3D prints guns for a New York buyback event. And makes a whopping $21,000. <laughs> That's taxable. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. This is from uh, early in October. October 5th, it looks like this was published. Another person outsmarted a state government. That's great. <laughs> trying to confiscate firearms via a gun buyback program with merely a 3D printer and a PLA filament. Don't ask me what a PLA filament is. I don't know. I'll check the page. I think that's on. just the... What they use. A man named Kern, or is it Kim? I can't tell. We'll call him Ken. A man named Ken printed 110 firearms on a $200 printer he got for Christmas. That's great. And turned them into a gun buyback program held at Utica Police Department in Oneida County, New York. In Utica, (laughs) too. Good for him. Uh, There's a quote here. It says... uh, 3D printed, oh, I 3D printed a bunch of lower receivers and frames for different kinds of firearms, Kem told local media WKTV. So I'm assuming that's illegal in New York. So mm. is he going to go to jail for this or what? Or he, is this not illegal? He drove six hours across the state to turn in the firearms he printed in August, collecting a whopping $21,000 from the New York State Attorney General's office. More quotes from him. And it ended with the guy and a lady from the budget office finally coming around with the 42 gift cards and counting them in front of me, $21,000 in $500 gift cards. Well, I thought it's always no questions asked. Bring your firearms and right. no yeah, questions. Isn't, yeah. Right. So, no. so, you know, he got his gift cards. He got his yeah. twenty-one grand. He got his gift cards. So far, anyway. Uh, WKTV contacted the state attorney general's office about 3D printed firearms. Though there was no response to that question besides it being a big success. And the program in general keeps New York families safe. Keeping you safe. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Oops. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what? You can't rape. You can't rape a firearm. <laughs> All you ladies out there who are concerned about uh, that kind of a thing, uh, I think, my opinion, I'm not a legal expert uh, or a firearms expert, but uh, I think a firearm is your best form of personal well, self-defense i am a professional woman long long time woman and i agree with you Very well. don't want to don't want to get robbed raped or murdered 
carry a gun. Carry a gun because, and know how to use it and be comfortable with when it. Seconds count. Police are minutes away. Yeah. You know why I carry the great a firearm? equalizer? Because it's a lot lighter than carrying a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> I actually always have a police officer right in my pocket. Yeah, I'm yeah. carrying concealed right now. <laughs> Wait, little, it's like a little uh, stuffed pig. Yeah. You've got like a like a midget police officer stuffed in your pants. And, uh, Buckingham. Is that a tiny police officer in your pants? Or are you glad to see me? You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.